Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun you can in the most beautiful place on Earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. And Greg is here. Hello. So glad to have you along on this very special Thanksgiving broadcast of the Cape Cod Fun Show. I'm thankful for you two. <laughs> Somehow that's gross, and I, I don't accept your thanks. There's nothing but acrimony and uh, trouble in this room. I can tell already everyone's looking beyond the fun show ah. to their own bellies and their own Thanksgivings and their own family disharmony. And no one is thinking about fun. But I shall, like the Statue of Liberty, hold the torch for fun up high, even if Mung tries to tickle me under my arm. Because that's what we're all about. Cue tickling noises. Let's check that all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. we got a lot of holiday stuff coming at you. For Let's start with Thanksgiving. Because we, we have a cold front coming in, fellas. Like, I you're know. not going to believe... The old Montreal Express is chugging our way. We've been going through a bunch of gray days, a bunch of kind of rainy days, and, you know, not so bad. But for Thanksgiving, we're looking at a very chilly day, a high near 25 on Cape Cod with a blustery northwest wind, gusts as high as 41 miles an hour. That's got to take the wind chill to ice station zebra levels. Oh, my goodness. That just sounds highly, highly troublesome. Can I cancel this forecast? I don't want to be freezing my drumsticks off. (laughs) Poor Mung as he hobbles up a walkway. His scales (laughs) congealed and frozen together. He's unable to evapotranspirate, which keeps him at a cool temperature. (laughs) I'm going to need someone to stuff me for insulation. Hey, now. Oh, Oh boy. Uh, Again, these great images as we work toward Thanksgiving and excitement. So I already heard some of the Thanksgiving Day football games have been postponed or actually rescheduled earlier because the uh, football players can't go out in the cold. Rescheduled? I think we've heard at least one on the Cape. I believe it's the Dennis Yarmouth-Nosset game has been... It's not postponed, it's pre-poned. That's right. They're going to play it the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. They'd rather play Wednesday evening. It's going to be cold then too, Greg. It just doesn't seem right. Well, you know, maybe football. It's not as tough as we remember when yeah. when uh, three of us were running the wing on the gridiron as we would do the option plays, and uh, then we would uh, score a touchdown and run over and do our own cheer because we were multi-purpose football players. Right? Well, I think also we loved when the tundra was frozen. You I know? <laughs> made you tough. We all lived in Green Bay for some time, then they kicked us out for being too sensitive. But that's okay. Here we are in Cape Cod, and we're having fun. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Let's check the weather mm-hmm. forecast. Okay, so after this Thanksgiving freeze dip, we're still going to get a cold day on Friday with a high near 33 but sunny. 
Uh, and then things warm up over the weekend. We get back into the 50s. And do you guys hear an echo in here? You hear an echoey sound here. Is this echoey or is it just me? It does seem echoey. Why is that? I don't know. That is very strange. I sound good. All right, I'm going to go like that. Yeah. Trouble sounds- everywhere. Hmm. There's something very peculiar here about this sound. And I suspect Mung and his technical shenanigans on other programs that not, are recorded here in the studio. Not again. What is going on in here? No admission of guilt. Uh, there's some kind of trouble, but I won't let it bother me. We're going to move on, because then we can go home. I can go to Vermont. I'm going to Vermont, by the way. <laughs> Everyone excited? It's going to be wicked cold up there. Yeah, I was going to say, Vermont is known for being very, very cold. The low on... Uh, Thanksgiving night in Vermont is going to be three degrees. So that is something to look forward to as I head away from the Cape on a rare trip away from Cape Cod. All right. The tides, does it even matter anymore? Maybe if you're shell fishing over the weekend, starting on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, we have a uh, 10 a.m. high tide. So late afternoon low tides, really the only ones that matter I would say you'd be hard-pressed to do any shell fishing this weekend. I was going to go out this afternoon and try to catch that last tide before dark, but I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't. I've turned my outdoor shower off, thank God, because we've got some wicked cold weather coming in. No more fooling around. Now's when you start to worry about your house pipes bursting. So as we have all these swirling troubles and we attempt to extract the fun like maple syrup out of sap, we turn our attention to Thanksgiving. And folks... I know uh, Mung and I have always enjoyed a home-cooked Thanksgiving with Mm. various family members performing their chemical magic on different food items. Uh, I got the protein there with the big turkey. I bought my turkey recently. Uh, So cheap. How is it possible that I got a 20-pound turkey for $10? And it's nature's promise. It's stop and shop. Was it real? It's frozen, and supposedly it's organic, and actually was homeschooled for several years early in its uh, yeah, existence. So it's, it's, so very, it's smart, yeah. It's very organic. It lived very on a smart. turkey collective where they all worked together for the good of all of the flock. <laughs> and that's uh, how they worked their way through it. And then somehow uh, Larry, it comes with a name tag, ended up frozen in the uh, Stop and Shop freezer. And so I've got his backstory. He's got his own web page, his blog sort of drops off after what seems to be an unfortunate event. (laughs) Things are getting cold, dot, dot, dot. That was his last entry. (laughs) And so I have Larry at home. He's in my fridge. It takes uh, approximately four days to defrost a 20-pound turkey, five pounds per day. And that made me think that there's got to be all sorts of misadventures of people not really realizing they have to defrost their turkey over a long period of time. All of a sudden, it's like 8 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day, and you got a block of ice with wings. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, no one told me in school that you might have to do math around Thanksgiving to figure out your turkey times. It's, it's a lot of complex stuff, but that's what makes it great. When you have to solve these problems as a family, you work out the, the different jobs everyone has to do from chopping celery to toasting that bread for the stuffing, and everyone gets their hands moist. And pitches in. So there's no reason to ever consider ordering a complete takeout Thanksgiving dinner. So we'll move on and to the next topic because no one ever would think of buying all their Thanksgiving at some kind of purveyor of this kind of Thanksgiving thing. So next topic, unless uh, there was someone. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm raising my hand. Well, Greg. Uh, ooh, ooh. Now, wait a minute. You're not going to say something shocking, are you? 
Uh, yeah, for several years, uh, we've purchased uh, pre-cooked. What? The whole dinner. It's so excellent. Wait a second. You're talking stem to stern, soup to nuts, turkey Every, to stuffing? Everything. Wow. It is so awesome. It's You just you just drive down to Peterson's. That's where we get ours. And Yarmouth Tour is a really nice place. Really Love good, Peterson's. Really good food, Love Peterson's. Right? So you drive down. Go in there. You go inside. You go in the back. You say your name. There it is. Boom. A dinner right in front of you. Wait, wait a second. What? So- how much stuff do you get? I mean, it must take... How many people does it take to pick it up? Uh, two. Well, actually, the first time we went and picked it up, um, I had an unfortunate accident out in the parking lot. What? I didn't... Well, I didn't realize that... Um, you should have been it, wearing it was, your man diapers. It was... <laughs> they give it to you in this, I don't know, cardboard thing, and I didn't realize it was kind of flimsy. Yeah. So, um, I'm walking across the lot. I'm really confident, because this is, like, awesome, not being, you know, not having to cook and all that stuff. And then suddenly I feel something kind of warm on my leg. And I look down. That's called fear. And the gravy thing, the top had come loose. And it was pouring down my leg. What? Outside of my leg. Gravy legs? It was a a tragic accident. Gravy legs was my nickname in high school. Gravy legs. Get over here and carry my notebook. Oh, dear. Gravy legs. But, you know, you don't have to get up at 5 in the morning. You don't have to, you know, cook the bird for, like, 15 hours. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting salmonella because it's undercooked, hopefully. Um, You don't have to thaw it. Um, And you can still, you know, you can still get together with some people and, you know, have a pretty good time. Oh, the best part about this, though, is that, you know, like like everything else, they're, they're always leftovers. So we eat turkey for the next, like, five months, you know, for, <laughs> well, now, wait for a lunch, second, dinner. As a cheapskate, and I thought you were a cheapskate, I am, too. I am, actually. You know, I thought yeah, you were yeah. a thrifty fellow. I am. It would seem to me this must cost thousands of dollars. I think it does. I don't know what it costs. <laughs> Wait a second. I would pay. Is that, that the kind of bigwig you are? You don't no, no, know. no. There, there's certain things I'm willing to pay for. I'm willing to pay for a, All right, a so, cooked, All right, so how many people? How many people does this feed? Uh, we usually have leftovers. Um, how many people come to four, dinner? Yeah, maybe four. Four but, people, but, but, but they're they're leftovers too. So know, so that. is it a hundred dollars? I have no idea. I don't I, I don't pay attention to. Uh, I bought a twenty pound turkey for ten dollars. I don't. It's probably more than that. Wow. But you get like stuffing. You get. Um, I think you get um, mashed potatoes. <gasps> And of course, you get gravy unless you pour it down your leg. <laughs> what did you do with those pants? I washed them and washed them and washed them. And still, the stain of shame <laughs> will never come out. It'll never, <laughs> so, ever leave. So you don't mind someone else's hands in your bird? Oh, that's so true. Someone else is jamming stuffing into a cavity. And these, it's not a dentist. They use, they use gloves, don't they? Don't think they use like plastic gloves or you know whatever. But what about the joy of the mishaps and the goofiness and all the smells that rise up? Uh, like it's some kind of Harry Potter scene where the wizards are waving their wands and people are getting frustrated that the turnip is hard to chop and all the crazy cuts you get on your hands. Well, you still have to sort of like heat it. Oh, unpacking can be <laughs> That's can true. be tough. <laughs> but don't we live in a takeout world where we all, unfortunately, are cons- Consistently purchasing food prepared elsewhere? Haven't we become numb to indeed where food comes from in the beginning? And indeed, wouldn't the purchase of a family special meal from a takeout purveyor be flying in the face of what America is all about? Hmm. 
No, Greg might have uh, something to this because... Ha, how dare be- you, Mung? Because ha, ha. the turkey purveyor that Greg goes to is known for extremely high-quality food. So maybe that's it. That's Peterson's true. and Dennis. Yeah, you know, you can't just uh, Peterson's. They have I awesome mean, uh, meat case. Oh, man, their meat is unbelievable. And some prepared food. Yeah, yeah. They got homemade sausage. They got all sorts. They got a, it's a fantastic oh, butcher situation there. Interesting. It's not like I'm going to, uh, you know, Burger King for my <laughs> right? Thanksgiving. No, <laughs> that's next year. No offense <laughs> to Burger King. I'm sure it's a fine, fine place. But They've been sponsoring the show for years. Uh, we love Burger King right there. <laughs> At exit six on Route Six, it's Burger King. They got a Thanksgiving Whopper. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Peterson sounds good, and also maybe it frees up Greg's time, not having to prepare all this stuff for other Thanksgiving traditions. Well, that's right. He's got his um, uh, hand knit placemats that he does every year. <laughs> I know Greg likes to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade in slow mo, so that carries out like four to five hours. Remember when they blew it's Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Remember when they? Remember when they blew Mung up to a uh, Thanksgiving Macy's balloon I and thought, I was floating over the city? I thought that was just after a, a gaseous meal. <laughs> there was no uh, other gas provided. It was. I just, don't think. Someone I was holding you by a necktie. <laughs> New York City has never, ever recovered from that. Ever. Oh, man. That was horrible. That is. That's well, I mean, the other thing, too, I would say is that as I've tried to locally source stuff for Thanksgiving to make it special when it'll probably all end up in the compost pile anyway. Things get expensive fast. I bought a three pound turnip. An East Ham turnip was like 10 bucks. 10 bucks for a turnip. That's like the as, cost of your turkey. As much yeah, as the that's turkey? Right. It costs as much as my turkey. Oh, come on. So, I, you know, I, you wonder about that. I've made special arrangements with uh, one of those organic farms in Vermont that I'm going to to provide potatoes, carrots, garlic, Ooh, stuff like that. That's a $38 load of veggies. Yeah, but it's worth it, though. Is it really? It is worth it. You're actually supporting, you know, like a local farmer, local purveyor. I don't know. Instead of getting it from, you know, some supermarket chain. Food's so weird, though, because, you know, you make this big deal about Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my God, it takes hours. Everyone's sweating. You're, like, cursing at your mother-in-law because she wants the special gravy, and she wants to make it herself. I love you, Kate. Um, but <laughs> I've had gravy arguments that have ripped the family apart. My brother-in-law brings his own gravy packet in his back pocket. What? And when, and when like, hopefully my mother-in-law is not looking, he sneaks into the kitchen and tries to whip it up wicked quick. It's just hot water and some kind of packet. <laughs> and she caught him last year. And it was like this eyes-locked standoff in the kitchen. Like it was the gravy war, man. Because <laughs> she's all about, you know, the pan drippings and the whole thing, which a lot of traditional gravy yeah. people mm-hmm. are about. Yep. And he's like, I know what I like. I don't want those drippings. I don't <laughs> trust the drippings. I'm not so sure I trust the drippings maker. I bathe, were- in dri- I bathe in drippings. You're the only guy. You are Mr. Gravy. I mean, you are a gravy fanatic. Do you know anyone else who has a giant aluminum roasting pan in the back of his car? I mean, he he takes it everywhere. He brings it to the beach. He's got these sort of meat-scented SPF 15 uh, sun protection. It's his best friend. Oh, boy. Come with me, So I guess there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of back and forth on this Thanksgiving thing. I I don't think uh, we can uh, damn you, Greg, for this. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I mean, uh, when when we started to do it, I was very quiet about it. I knew there was a fair amount of um, you know animosity towards it. Bit of pushback, you know, because you're a guy who talks all summer about growing tomatoes. Oh yeah. Sometimes having trouble growing tomatoes, but oh. also growing other things, and you seem to be. 
deeply in tune with the idea of preparing your own vittles. Yep. And yet, yeah. you take a left turn. Once. One day of the year. Next stop, Peterson's. But you can't diss Peterson's. No. It's like the no. Dennis Public Market probably does it too, and they're both like mm-hmm. yeah, spot-on yeah. meat oh, canners. Yeah. Totally, totally. So it's hard to say no to that, but... I'd rather fail than buy somewhere else. Check with your local grocer. You never know who's going to be offering a Thanksgiving meal. Well, it's getting late in the game here, Mung. You got to have things prepared, don't you think? Hmm. I'll say I hate gravy, and I also say I hate stuffing. I do not understand why everyone wants a bunch of moist bread. No, no, I love stuffing. Stuffing, stuffing is the best part, but you need the gravy. Oh, you must. No, I don't like gravy. Well, I. What what is gravy? It's like some. It's like if you went to a a hospital, like in a very sketchy part of Mars, and you needed a transfusion, someone would put up a gravy bag, and you'd be like, "No, I'm not Martian. I can't have this," (laughs) and it would be dripping into your arm. Gravy, gravy's moist, and it makes things more What edible. is gravy, though, if you break it down? Think of gravy as, like, the sexy sauce for meat. <laughs> but what is it? It's like, is it fat? Is it blood? Is it bile? What is it? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Mm. Let's make ice cream out of I it. Like, I, I like that we're having the ultimate sides debate. That's probably. But yeah, it. yeah. Gravy is the best. It's just a little flour... Little uh, little what? Little little some some little meat stuff. Ju- juices right? from the meat meat stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever comes with juices out. from the cavity. Yeah, you probably, juices you, from the cavity. You, like tales from the crypt. <laughs> it's like you probably don't want to know where your meat came from, how it you know got to be meat. You well, know, no, Larry, I got his PhD in economics. And then uh, he was harvested humanely, and now he's in my uh, refrigerator. Larry. <laughs> Good old Larry. Larry the turkey. I mean, I don't think I could eat turkey without gravy. Turkey to me is really not now, that now, interesting. Here's what you do. So you now, dump gravy well, on it. Well, that's because mm-hmm. people... Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. because everyone's so hung up on white meat. Oh, give me the white meat. I'll take the white meat. You yeah, know what you do? white meat. You, no, yeah. you, move, you make the move to the dark meat. Really? It's pre-moistened. It's like pre-gravied. Yeah, there's something about dark meat, though, that's kind of... Tasty. Icky. That's where the good taste is. Kind of slimy. Why do you think King Henry VIII would hold up the turkey leg? Because it was the best part. The, and the, he got the best part. The dark meat's a little fattier. And then he'd execute the chef. <laughs> That's just for heck, the heck of it. Usually in a Thanksgiving party, they'll be like, you know, half the crew that likes the white meat and then half of dark, dark meat friends. The risk you run with the white meat, though, is that uh, many turkey cooking misadventures lead to white meat that's like drywall. And if you don't mm-hmm. spritz it heavily with something... That's where uh, gravy comes in. But it, then gravy's the great concealer, the great hider, the great falsifier of true. meat deliciousness. True, true. So we don't need gravy. Well, it also enhances it, you know? I, I wish think. you could get yeah, an all dark meat turkey. Don't you think it enhances huh. it, Mung? Oh my God, yes. I have. I, if I could, I'd have multiple varieties of gravy on my turkey. For example, some people like a nice thin gravy. Some people like huh. it thick, like a, like a hearty stew consistency hmm. of the gravy. And I, I say, bring it all on. What about what about gravy on top of gravy? Oh yes, yes. If you could, oh, make... like a parfait where one gravy has slightly less uh-huh. viscosity, and oh, you have different oh. colored layers of gravy. I'll have to try with that. Maybe some sour cream on top. That sounds wonderful. That should be my next breakfast shake. Yeah. Oh boy. So <laughs> what other what are what other sides are there? Well, I, could... I, I, I want to oh. say another thing about stuffing here. I don't know if we mentioned it last week when we tried the oyster stuffing. Did we cover that? Yes. Because then my wife subsequently wrote a hard-hitting page three in the Provincetown Banner story 
of why oyster stuffing is a waste of oysters, <laughs> and she got a ton of pushback. Whoa. Lots of letters. Are you serious? Lots of recipes. And uh, there was some doubt of a preparation method, and there were a lot of people standing up for oyster stuffing. Well, and so the Outer Cape takes their oysters. No super, doubt about it. So that seriously. matter really hasn't been settled, even though we thought it was settled wow. last week. So wow. that's still out there. The stuffing thing, I don't get. I'm going to Vermont. I was talking to my mother-in-law yesterday. She's like, I need five loaves of bread. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why? And then I said, you can buy like the pre-chopped up bread. And she's like, no, I need five loaves of bread. I'm going to toast them all. That's got to be a million slices. Wow. And then it's the onion and the the celery. And mm-hmm. She's not happy just to jam it in the cavity. She wants to make another pan of stuffing, extra stuffing. Wow. She's a traditionalist. I mean, I can understand being a little nervous about what gets jammed into a cavity because that mm. seems a, a lonely, strange place. Who knows what's coming into contact in there? Hmm. I mean, I would say in terms of a Thanksgiving dinner, I'm going to say that the stuffing is the reason to have Thanksgiving dinner. It's all around the stuffing? The stuffing is the center of the universe? Yeah, I believe so. I guess as the center of the cavity, it sort of is a bit in the exact middle. Greg could be right. You get all the stuff from the bird that you probably don't want to know about, right? You know, yeah. The drippings in the drippings. stuffing. All right, all right. So we'll have to agree to disagree on those components. I have have multiple stuffings before we move on. Multiple stuffings? Oh, yeah, multiple stuffings. Uh, Mama Mung likes a traditional New England stuffing, you know, celery and stuff with nothing else in there. But Papa Mung often makes a sausage-based stuffing on the side, which is delicious. I think in one year's past, there was like a sausage, apple, and sage or something like that. A little variety that you don't normally get from the traditional in the, the bird stuffing. I was talking to Papa Mung this morning, and he said he was going to back away because his is his mom coming? Is yeah, Grandma, Grandma Mung, is, Mung coming. is coming. Oh, yes. And, she may have her own stuffing. And she and Mama Mung are going to take over, and there's not enough room in the kitchen for him. And he's saying, I'm just going to back away. That's true. And he's going to make his move for the leftovers and create things out of the leftovers, which brings that sort of family difficulty dynamic situation. Too many cooks, right. angst, which now goes back to Greg's theory of just picking up mm-hmm. the whole kitten and yeah, we might. Yep. We probably should do that. Because those arguments, I know I get a little right. crazy in the kitchen as time ticks on, and yeah. you got ten people out in the front room and they're waiting, yeah. and things are getting away from you, and you got that shroud of Turin sweat that produces the skeletal stain on your clothes because it's so much tension. <laughs> it's like extra vinegar coming out of your veins. It's awful. Uh, go out and buy your own. But we can agree on mashed potatoes. We can cover that with an easy agreement. No one is against mashed potatoes. Is there any reason to serve any other kind of potatoes roasted? Or baked. They have to be mashed. They have to be mashed. Is that a rule of the world? It is a rule, but I'm willing to change it. For example, I've been having a lot of ma- uh, mashed potatoes on other stuff recently, and I wouldn't mind a change-up on potatoes. For example, the best way to do potatoes is au gratin. That's like a shredded potato thing? It's like a shredded potato with a little cheese and onion. And au it is like is actually Oh, wonderful. my God. I it would is agree so with you good. That. And I like it over scalloped potatoes. Or Those scallop. are kind of mushy and cheesy. They kind of freak but me out. But au gratin, I recently had an au gratin at Captain Parker's Pub in Yarmouth recently. Uh, it was like their potato side. It was the best au gratin I've ever had. What about the very rare 
twice baked potato. Ooh. Where you bake it, you uh, scoop yeah, it yeah, out, yeah, 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 you yeah, add yeah. stuff yes, to it, yes. you put it back in the oh, skin. Oh my goodness. It's it like Houdini. Oh, yeah. it's wonderful. It's worth the extra like hour that to do be, that. That would be kind of special. Now that I awesome. think of it, you know, mashed potatoes are good, but like rose potatoes with maybe some rosemary or something. Yeah. So you still have the form of the tomato and it's not mm-hmm. mush. Too many things come mushy on Thanksgiving. I got turnip coming. That's mushy. Yeah, I don't like that. You could do like a baked potato. I mean, baked potatoes are wonderful, particularly if you can eat the skin, you know, if they're like organic. I always wash mine, pat them dry, and then I salt, pepper, and olive oil the outside skin. So it's on its way to deliciousness right from the get-go. Isn't isn't the skin the best, though? It can be, but then Mm -hmm. sometimes you you think about like uh, Iowa farmer's fingernails and and dirt, and you get sort of like, I don't know. Oh, speaking of skin, getting back to turkeys. Do you eat the turkey skin? I, I don't eat skin of any any bird. I the cracklin. I oh, never. Oh, that's my favorite. I, I uh, never. It's like I, skin candy. I totally agree. <laughs> I never. I I never ate skin until uh, my wife's family. You like, fell asleep like, in like, front like, of the fire one Thanksgiving, <laughs> and they crammed your mouth with turkey skin. <laughs> as long as it's crispy. If it's that ta- oh gooey, it's that, that, that yeah, kind of that tallowy uh, part. No. Well, but that brings back the brining question, right back to the beginning of the turkey. Now some people. People say soak that turkey in salt water. Soak uh, it. But then, apparently, you don't get that crackling skin. You don't get that really crackly skin. I don't know why anyone would need skin. Turkey skin is... Oh, it's a, it, it's exquisite, but Mung's right. It has to be crispy. You can't get the, the fatty like chewy. kind of chewy. Yeah. There's a part it's of like, the skin that's like gross. Yeah, it's really... So you've both explored the entire planet of Turkey. Do you know where the good skin is? <laughs> yes. God love you. Yeah, yeah. That's an exploration I never want to make. I never ate it growing up. So what up. do you guys do? Peel the turkey? I don't do anything I excavate that thing like I'm a coroner, like going over an <laughs> <a>, autopsy. <laughs> you write down the best parts. <laughs> it appears this turkey died of being roasted for five hours. Now examining the drumstick, it looks delicious. Woo! <laughs> write that down. <laughs> oh man, maybe we should be vegetarians When you think of it like that, that's exactly what we are We are holiday coroners With a giant bird, man It is gross when you think about it you know? How do we stop now though, fellas? It's, it's gross Oh, how about um, Oh, I haven't told sides? you about my sides yet Yeah, let's, let's go into sides Well, I got my own cranberries I picked them in the uh, province lands in North Truro So I have Harvested my own uh, cranberries, got those going. So what are you going to do with them? Oh, it's, it's so easy. Like two cups of cranberries, you zest an orange completely, which means you sort of take some kind of grater yeah. and get all the peel part on it. Uh, and then you just I juice the whole orange, throw it in there, so maybe half a cup of sugar. Just let it go. They start popping when you put them in the pan on some heat. Within like 15 minutes, you really got what you need. So you don't actually like chop them up? I have, I have done that approach before where you take orange peel and make it into strips and throw it in there. And yeah. if they cook, you can actually eat them as sort of a, like a little uh, orangey French fry hmm. inside the cranberry sauce. But if I only have one orange, I'm going to use the zest. And if you use the skin that's remaining, it's not as delicious because all the zest has hmm. disappeared. If you had a two orange attack, I might do that. Interesting. My wife's recipe, she adds brandy. She's a fine girl. It is so delicious. So delicious. Whoa. What a good wife she would be. <laughs> but Greg's life, his love, and his lady is what, Mung? The sea. It's true. <laughs> oh, look uh, back. Maybe we should go into my uh, secret side of delight. Does it involve marshmallows? 
Um, no, and it's not really that secret because it's like one of the biggest uh, side dish traditions in the South. Um, but I'm bringing it back up here. You know, a lot of people actually do it up here. A good green bean casserole. Now this, I've never been doing this for in previous years, but uh, last year I made a delicious green bean casserole. And the good thing about this dish is those crispy, crunchy fried onions that you put on oh, top. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Green those bean things casserole. Are, those this are is delicious. delicious. And in fact, we got to do an RIP. The woman who invented green bean casserole just recently died. And we got to give her a lot of love. She's she's moving up to that casserole in the sky, and she brought us this great now, Thanksgiving side. Were dish. you the coroner on that case? <laughs> how how crispy mm, was? Uh... This is super creamy. Uh, but yeah, it's creamy and crispy at the same time. This this delicious dish. It's easy to make. You get your greens. Mung is not a fan of a lot of green vegetables that are leafy, but I do like a green bean. That's so true. You're, so you're thinking healthy. And, and yeah. healthy and creamy and, big, un, and oniony. A big green sort of uh, it looks, enclave it looks on your plate is good at Thanksgiving. It, it, it's you so know. easy to make, and it is part of Mung's you know, I might yearly, try that. yearly tradition. So Interesting. what are the components of green bean casserole? Um, let's look up a good recipe while we're talking. <laughs> well, so Greg, anyway, the other day I was walking around with a couple green beans, slim and green, and we were talking about how it might be nice to sort of camp out in a 9 by 13 pan and just right, sort of go. eat right. some crispy onions. <laughs> and turn it into a casserole. Breaking in. This is, this is cl- uh, Campbell's classic green bean casserole. You mean like soup? Yeah, Campbell's soup. This is their classic. Well, they're the Ready? experts. Green beans. Four cups. Um, black pepper, a little soy sauce, a little milk, and one can of either cream of mushroom soup. Now, or wait a like minute. A, There's got to be another yeah, way. Yeah, like a cream of mushroom oh, or like a cream of chicken. No. Then you add that to the, uh, to the milk, the soy sauce, the black pepper, the green beans. Then you add those French's french fried onions those on are top, good those are and good you bake them so you got that un- crispy onion flavor this was my favorite side dish of last year well i think there's going to be a version of that that i would like to try the cream of mushroom soup kind of freaks yeah, me out yeah that kind of turns me are out they supposed to get together with soy sauce well, I, that, that, although i have to admit it is actually really good i mean mm-hmm. their their cream of mushroom soup and those is crunchies on top great crun- crunchified in the oven oh, must be super crunchy right so crunchy and if you don't like mushrooms just use like a cream of chicken or something like that all right i'm gonna have to explore that. I have a few days here to put this together, and that might be nice to have a big green blotch on the plate. Interesting. It switches Thanksgiving up a little bit. Yeah. Mix it up. All right. What about um, mini pickles and olives? I like uh, celery and olives. Little celery sticks and olives of any kind, really. Um, I also like a good pickle, but, I mean, that's hard to find. A gherkin. A little, a little tiny... They're like inch and a half. It's got to be a dill flavor. Though. It's really. It's got to be crispy. Hard. There's there's one that's really tart, and I can't stand it. But if you can find the one that's kind of sweet, I, I load my plate with those. I love. I don't those like so sweet much. pickles. I don't like sweet pickles. I'm not uh, a big fan of those mini onions that come out of the jar. Uh no. Cocktail onions. Anyone ever eat those? Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Uh, what is what is what is it called? It's like a mix, which is horrible. I can't think of what it's. You you have uh it's it's there's a word for it. Pudding. Nah, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Well, we've covered Thanksgiving, fellas. We we have to stop and push ourselves away from the table. You have to uh, get your game in order uh, on Thanksgiving. Eat early, I would say, leaving plenty of room for drinking and football and napping, that kind of comatose nap. 
that turkey inspires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because coming up after Thanksgiving, of course, it's Black Friday. Greg, one of your favorite holidays. Oh, oh yeah. Da-da. I got to go out and buy a TV set. That's what Mung told you to do, right? He did. How, how long? How big? It was pretty big, right? 55 inches. Is that true? Is that big enough, Mung? Oh, that is totally big enough, but uh, you deserve it. You could go up to 65. Do you, Greg, think, you, do worked, you have to you, like you worked hard all year? Do you have to like hang it on a wall over your fireplace? Where do you put something mammoth like no, that? No, you have to back a truck up to the outside of your house and you watch it through the window. Usually they come so with their their own TV stands, Stand? um, or you could get one of those brackets to mount it to the wall. That you, sounds trouble. I wouldn't do no. install that, that yourself. Then you have Greg. to find a stud, which we all know is very difficult to do. Well, I'm free on fr- Friday nights. <laughs> uh, uh, I knew something like that was coming. Yeah, no, Black Friday is hot, man. It's like uh, one, one of the best days of the week next to uh, Florescent do you, Tuesdays. Do you, do, you, do you actually go out? You've side? done it in the past, Mung. I know you've gotten up or stayed up. Or oh, done. I have. For the Cape Cod Times, Mung has been in line at the mall. I believe. What about on your own, though? Oh, God, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a cyber shopper. Wait a second. You've done line stuff for iPhones, though. I have done line stuff for iPhones on non-Black Friday yeah, true, days. I've true. waited overnight for uh, phones. So Black Friday, the point of it is you save an extra 20 bucks if you get up at like 4 minus 4 oh, o'clock in the morning? no, 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 no. Uh, one of the hottest Black Friday deals uh, in the nation is the PlayStation 4. A lot of people are bundling it with the new Spider-Man game. For $1.99, originally it would retail for $3.60. So these, we're talking mega savings. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of people go in and they buy the TV sets. Yes, uh, you know, and the, and 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 next year they go back and they buy another TV set because the 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 one they bought last Christmas on you know for Black Friday it, you know got fried. It's outdated. Uh, outdated. It, here's, here's the issue. I guess my ten year old television is pretty outdated. Then I don't even get high def. Do you still Do have s- the knobs? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to ask my kids to get up and change the channels for me. <laughs> They're moving the antenna. Yeah. I'm seeing the ghost. Now, and it's built to those like a cathode rays, you know, that you have to replace. I'll, I'll bring you to the scene of what Black Friday is like on the Cape, because I've covered many of them for the Cape Cod Times. Um, so I think the mall on their website said they're, they open the doors at like 1230 in the morning. This is uh, Thursday morning. Uh, no, Friday morning. Black Friday. Um, so people line up well in advance of that. So by 12.30, there's a line snaking out of Best Buy all but the way around the But it's going to be freezing. It's going to be literally These 10 degrees. These people don't care. They got blankets. They uh, they got a lot of coffee. So they'll wait in line, and then they'll open up the door. And then there's like this mad rush of people cascading through the mall right into Best Buy. And you can barely move because instantly people grab all these carts and start loading them with TVs. And you're like, how are you buying five TVs? Five TV you sets. I don't many, get it. Do you have this much room in your house? You want to to be. The reason why is the TVs are marked down so little. We're hearing of like 55-inch TVs for $250 when just a year, year and a half ago, those would go for $1,000. So if you buy three TVs, you know, you can get three for the price of 1000 But why do you need three TVs? Maybe you want to stack them on top of each other. Oh, that's 3D. For the triple view. Well, they are. They are like a lot lighter than they used to be. I they're mean, lighter. Are, 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 and are, they're in. People want 4K these days. The uh, TV we replaced about 
four years ago. It took like two strong men to get it out of the entertainment center. <laughs> Who the heck did you find? Uh, these guys were strong. <laughs> these dudes. But And then we replaced it with this TV set that you could toss across the room. You know, a child, you know, a three-year-old could toss it across the room. Yeah, but it, we, It's like, what happened? We're drifting the- away from this consumer vortex that seems like we should avoid at all costs, and yet every year it's the same thing. Aren't people all online now? I mean, I'm all up with the Amazon thing. I love it. Two days later, it's there. No hassle. No shipping. It's such a piece of cake. And you can compare prices and reviews in the comfort of your own home while you're sipping a cold beer. You want to go stand around with other humans and their emanations and then get pushed through a door. Like like what? A cork upon the seas being pushed towards sections of the store you don't even want to go to. I don't need towels. I'm, a, I'm in lingerie. Help me. No. <laughs> Why do people want to do this? What is the joy? Is it, is it the experience itself that is worth the trouble? Or is it really the good that you're seeking to procure? Maybe, no. it's, maybe it's like a communal thing, you know? Coming like together. Like a tribe. A tribe coming of together consumers. Of like consumers of te- no, television sets. No, the, My experience is they're generally miserable at that time of night. And no, one, <laughs> no one's really talking about to each other. Being like, hey, you excited for the deal you're going to get? They're probably just like, oh, why are you talking to me? Go away. Why are they there? You could be <laughs> sleeping and then just go online for Cyber Monday or I, whatever it is. I think people like it because then they feel like they're they're like made a major dent in their shopping or like get all the stuff on Friday then you're done you don't have to worry about it in December then you just go back to sleep Ah, we're all too tied into this world of uh, eating meat and getting consumer goods maybe you should just shop local that's so expensive (laughs) and you actually have to go somewhere and talk to people that you might know in a store Hey, Eric. How are you doing? Jeez. I haven't seen you for a while. The Cape has so many great stores to buy things. No, it's true. And that's got to be our mission over the next few fun shows, to talk about the local places we all love and places we love to shop at because there are tons of them. True. And those kind of gifts can mean a lot. And, you know, whether it's local pottery, maybe even art. Greg, you're a very artsy guy. Local foodstuffs that you can get. I mean, there's got to be things... We can source out. All right. And that will be our job. That All will right. be our homework right. after we recover from the turkey coma mm-hmm. to make it the most joyous Cape-centric holiday season it can be. And that means extra fun. It's all about the fun. Mm. All right, boys. we got to wind this thing up. i got to go to Vermont in a pickup truck playing banjo music in the way back mm. into the land of wool and syrup. That's where I'll be. Off Cape. It's my second favorite state. What's your first favorite? Massachusetts. Yeah, Bay State, baby. Love the Bay State. Arkansas. All right. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, this has been uh, the uh, Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you for being here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And Greg, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm going to love my, my, my meal that I got out. Yum. <laughs> Mr. Peterson, maybe he's, maybe he's made the right choice. We'll come back with a few war stories and a look toward the holidays on the next fantastic Cape Cod Fun Show. Till next time. Till next week. See ya. Cobble, cobble. Can I use gravy as body wash? Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any 
type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.